When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June, and of course, I've got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh man, uh, I I was uh feeling all right and then I I got I came home and then I thought about that fa- the fact that we're going to talk about last night's game again. <laughs> so and then I I uh <laughs> came back into that shell of myself uh I'm 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 uh I'm I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. But you know, we here. We're going to get to all these fantasy friendly matchups this week. Uh it's going to be alright, yo. I'm about to get these dubs in these leagues uh and not worry about what just happened last night. Yeah, man. Uh, Thursday night football was a fun one. Greg is still picking himself up off the floor. Uh, so <laughs> with for with, his with sake, Daniel we Jones, run... too. I'm picking him up, too. <laughs> yeah, and he's picking Daniel Jones up off the floor as well. Uh, with this, so we'll run through this recap as quickly as possible for Greg's sake. Uh, but you know, obviously, today is the game game previews part two. Uh, obviously, we're going to do starts of the week. We are going to. Uh, also break down uh also play some get money mm-hmm. uh, head-to-head fan duel contest yes, between sir. greg and myself yes sir so um thursday night football man the eagles ended up winning this one 22 to 21 the quarterbacks here provided good fantasy value in yes, this one did. carson wentz 20 28 eight fantasy points 359 yards two passing touchdowns one rushing touchdown daniel jones uh 21 points uh t- almost 22 points here 187 yards, two touchdowns, 80 rushing yards, and one rushing touch. Oh, wait, never mind. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that hurts. Oh, that really hurts. You said it with such confidence. Like, that was an honest mistake. Oh, man. Such a, that was a good one. Uh, yes, continue, continue. <laughs> uh, and the running backs in this one, uh, the, the running backs also performed well in this one. Boston Scott came through. As uh, Miles Sanders uh, fill in for you if you pick them up, 92 total yards and the game-winning touchdown. Most of that really came through on that final drive, though, I will say, because yeah. I didn't really think Boston Scott was that great of a play. And, uh, you know, he ends up coming through, and most of it was on that final drive. And I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, he comes through. It's not just, you know, it's not like he was actually a great play. But whatever. Anyways, uh, Wayne Gallman, uh, not sure how many people started him with the Freeman uh you know, with with Freeman expected to get the bulk of the work, but uh, Devontae Freeman left with an ankle injury, and it was all Gallman from there, um, mm-hmm. mostly Gallman from there. Had a serviceable day, uh, serviceable day, fifty four total yards and a touchdown. Truth be told, I actually did have to start Gallman in two leagues out of necessity. Uh, one of them very deep dynasty leagues, so uh, it, it wasn't. It's not that bad out there, but it's pretty bad out there. Uh, Sterling Shepard. Uh, came through in his first game back from injury, six for fifty nine and a touch. Greg Ward also came through uh, like we hoped, but he just get, just barely got us there. Uh, 
Travis Fulgham, you know, he was okay. Still a team in targets with 11. Only ended up with uh, 5 for 73. But I, I think I think he's here to stay. Uh, and then there was a fantasy-relevant tight end in this game. And, and wouldn't you know his name is an alliteration. And if you if you guessed or and or started Richard Rogers, I mean, yeah, no, then you, you we were right. Him up, you know, we had him on the podcast. You know, had some interest. yes, yes, yes. You were right, and or you were happy uh, as he came through six for eighty five, hitting the eleven and a half point half point PPR um, mark for the uh, per game or in this game, hitting double digits in what would qualify as his first fantasy start of the year. <clears throat> Evan Ingram, um, but overall it was a good fantasy day, Greg. But other, uh, like like you obviously know there was some bad, uh, you know Evan Ingram, uh, outperformed by the aforementioned Richard Rogers. Um, but I'm actually I'm not going to start there. I'll start with Darius Slayton. He was erased uh, because he, he did actually end up having to get matched up with Darius Slay uh, in this one, which was a good matchup uh, for him or for Darius Slay because he was he was slower compared to. Or never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make the ton joke. Oh, weird. Insert cricket, <laughs> okay, insert cricket okay, noises okay. there. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but Evan Ingram again didn't come through once again, uh, falling below the nine and a half, the nine half point PPR points per game. Uh, this was my last chance uh, for him. And like I said in the Thursday night preview, he is firmly in the Drew Sample, Eric Ebron category for me going forward. But that's still better than the Ian Thomas category. So that's something there. So Greg. What do we make of all of this uh, Thursday night football craziness that went down uh, that has you really sad today? Um, you know, it, it was like for fantasy wise, it was you know, uh, people pretty it was much great. it was it was great. You know, we got Boston Scott in there, got some love. Greg Ward got some love and in the slot attacking it like we thought he would. Uh, Richard Rogers, you know, I mentioned him has to have some fantasy intrigue, and he came through uh, the better tight end in this game. Uh, you know, not surprising because I did say I was done with Evan Ingram before the game, and I don't know if there's more uh, more I could really say about him. I th- this is absolutely devastating. The drop that he had, the fact that he keeps getting rushing carries, uh, the fact that he just needs to be traded from this team, the fact that you know he just can't block he really can't do what like i'm not sure what he is like his main strength is besides being an athletic guy that they just put out there and that you think should be a mismatch every time but no it's, it's not it's just uh a monumental season drop i think that for this giants team um yeah it was uh daniel jones as well one of the most epic fails you probably will ever see in sports um but you know the Giants were able to score on that drive. It's cool. Uh, you know we're not yeah, gonna yeah, no, we're not going course. to go too hard on on Daniel Jones and that he he's a you know a very good. Uh, it just kind of like it. It was like it like the epitome of his season. Thus yeah, far. It, the epitome of the Giants season, the epitome <laughs> of his season. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was crazy. I I didn't know what to do, a laugh or a cry. I maybe I just did both <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly. Uh, the rushing floor is definitely going to be there every game. I think we can definitely expect that to get uh, close to like you know forty or fifty rushing yards, which is uh, solid and may, might probably will keep him you know relevant in fantasy as a QB two uh, going forward. Absolutely. So that that's good to see uh, him bounce back. But yeah, Sterling Shepard is really the the biggest positive I think out of this. Um, I think he just does so well and so so uh, so much for the Giants offense moving the chains and you know getting opportunity to to score in the red zone. So that was excellent to see Sterling Shepard come back and be that guy. Hopefully he can stay healthy because I need him on the field because I can't see Evan Ingram <laughs> uh, as a you know the main guy or the pass catcher that Daniel Jones can trust because I can't trust him. I'm done. So done. So do 
Do you do you okay? All right. I know that I have placed Evan Ingram in in the um you know Eric Ebron Drew Sample category. Right. But I have to think about this, right? You know. Um he's been the tight end 21 like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Are we mad at Evan Ingram because of draft capital or are we mad at Evan Ingram because like we're not as mad as at at uh you know like Tyler Higby as we are at Eric at Evan Ingram. No, I didn't I don't think I had Higby in my top well, I have to check. I have to check back. Yeah, but no, no, I definitely have Evan Ingram at seven. I. We both had Evan Ingram at seven. And yeah, we had Ingram in our top eight yeah, for sure. So that yeah. right away is yeah, it's very disappointing. And then the football player part two is also kind of disappointing too. Yeah, I don't yeah. But we also did say and we said it many times that we shouldn't be drafting Evan Ingram because of where he was going. True. So that's what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, Evan Ingram was going in the fifth, sixth. No, he wasn't going in the fifth round, but he was going in the sixth, seventh round. Right. Right. Like, are we mad because we were drafting him there instead of drafting, you know, uh, a TJ Hawkinson much later? Or Noah Fant. Or a Jonu Smith much later or Noah Fant much later or, you know one of these guys like are we are we is that why we're mad at evan ingram uh yeah because it's a combination of all i mean i personally don't have any evan ingram so i am happy on that part my upset (laughs) comes from being a giants fan and seeing him not come through as a first round draft pick in overall football (laughs) so uh, i think that (laughs) that comes into play honestly okay i'm just because i'm wondering like I don't have Evan Ingram either, so I don't know how frustrating this could be, but we also know how bad the tight end market is, right? So, like, right. it's easy for us to say, hey, let's drop – okay, drop Evan Ingram. But who are we picking up? Is Or are we just streaming and he's just somebody that we're considering that we're going to stream from now on? I mean, even, you just said the tight end landscape is bad, and he's still the tight end 21. Like, what is he doing out there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so You're telling me 20 tight ends uh, averaging are averaging more points than him. That's that's kind of kind of sad, honestly. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, he's averaging less points than Zach Ertz, and I already made my feelings known on Zach Ertz. Granted, the man is injured. I'm not going to kick him while he's down. But um, like, when is, right, when is yeah. he going to have a over double digit game? Like, when when would it come? I can't call it. Um, I don't know. I mean, he gets Cincinnati. He gets Philly again in Week Ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, he gets Washington in Week Nine. That's that's they're pretty. You know, it's a pretty good matchup for the tight end. I'm gonna go into the game, seeing if he has either. Uh, well, over. actually, he 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 played Washington last week. <laughs> did put up four points. So never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh! Will he get more drops and more rushing carries? That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he is uh he gets Cincinnati in week twelve after the bye, and Sterling Shepard, you know, being more incorporated to this offense, might open up some more targets in the middle of the field. It did. I mean, he still goes targeted nine times yesterday. Um, he's, was he? Wow. I, yeah, I think so. That's yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's up there as far as uh, targets for for the tight end position. I just stayed. Uh, I don't know. It's just haven't been efficient. Yeah. Uh, combination of like Daniel Jones not being so good. The first inter- interception, Ingram didn't look ready for it. I'm not sure it was miscommunication, and then he batted it up, and then calls an interception. So. I don't know, man. I just don't. I, and K, it's not like Caden. Caden Smith's a better blocker, and Caden Smith is a serviceable tight end. So 
I just don't, I, you know, I'm ready for them to move oh, on. Oh, that's why you want to have an interview. Oh, that trade. too. I have Caden Smith, some, some oh, stock in that too, you, you know. I <laughs> see. Oh, so, so this, there's, there's more, you're more vested than the, uh, than, than the average Gi- Giants fan here. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> just All little. right. Let's let's move on. I know I know uh, this this pains you to, to speak about this game, and you don't want to speak about it any longer, Greg. Um, but speaking of pain, we have some uh, you know fantasy uh, some some football players out there that are uh, you know causing that are going through some pain and thus causing some pain for fantasy managers as uh, we try to set up our lineups this week. Austin Hooper, uh, who today as we do our starts of the week. Uh, he was gonna be one of he was gonna be mine. He was gonna be one of my yeah, starts. Yeah, I had, him, I had him as a play too. Yeah, he was he was gonna he was gonna do well. Yeah, uh, but he will be out after suffering from appendicitis and uh, having to undergo surgery. So he will be out in this game. Uh, we you know we did cover this matchup yesterday. We you know obviously talked about Austin Hooper uh, having a good matchup here against Cincinnati. David Njoku is back off of the injured reserve. Uh, we also know that they that uh, Cleveland runs a ton of tight, uh, two tight end sets. Rookie Harrison By- Bryant uh, will also be in play in that situation. So um, if you're really desperate at the tight end position, or maybe you're playing DFS, uh, you know DraftKings specifically, where it's it's really cheap, uh, you know maybe one of these these tight ends wouldn't be a bad place to go to for a punt. Darren Bell's. <laughs> Darren Fells, yes, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely Darren Fells. But I'm just saying DFS. Darren, yeah, 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 yeah. true, true, true. Um, and then big news, other big news that came out. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, running back for the. There's actually just a ton of big news today. Oh yeah, so we'll we just forgot the, the most breaking it. news, honestly. <laughs> oh no, I'm, 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 yeah, we're gonna we, get to it. Yeah, Don't worry, yeah. we're gonna get to. We're gonna get to it. Uh, Aaron Jones was, you know, also supposed to be. Uh, my start of the week, but he's now being called a game time decision after suffering a calf injury in Thursday's practice. So something to monitor, monitor there for sure. Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon would form some sort of committee if he can't go with Jamal Williams, most likely being the lead back here. Um, but obviously we are going to break down. Oh uh, no, we broke down this matchup yesterday, but uh, this, uh, you know, it's a really good matchup here. So if, if, Either one of these guys is able to get opportunities. You know, uh, would you have any intrigue here, Greg? Uh, yeah, definitely not. Jamal Williams. Um, you know, he he had you know serviceable flex value sometimes in, in weeks with with Aaron Jones on the field. So I think he would definitely be involved as getting a bump in carries and also getting a bump in, in targets, uh, uh, especially in this game. Um, you know, should be a high scoring game. So I would definitely you know if you need Jamal Williams to play, I think that that'd be a solid pivot. And uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I so also um, big news: Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Also, uh, you know, obviously, fantasy managers were looking forward to getting him back Word. after suffering the high ankle sprain in Week One, uh, and then having the bye week to recover from that injury. But then he apparently suffered a hamstring injury. Uh, he tweaked a hamstring in Wednesday's practice, and is now ruled has been ruled out for Week Seven. And we'll miss this game. Um, and so that's obviously a big blow. And we talked about um, Emmanuel Sanders being a strong wide receiver too. 
in the event that Michael Thomas were to miss this game. Uh, but he is also out <laughs> because he was added to the COVID reserve list. Um, so he will miss week seven uh, and potentially longer here as well. So uh, seems like Traquan Smith will be the mm-hmm, top wide mm-hmm. receiver but for the Saints. Uh, but I think we're all expecting the top pass catcher to, to be Alvin Kamara this week. Oh, yeah, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Traquan Smith definitely is going to get some more volume, though, so I would be confident to play him as a flex or as a wide receiver three. Uh, and uh, maybe maybe a little, little Taysom Hill special, you know, uh, maybe. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, but yeah. But I'm also looking at Marquez Callaway. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he's a guy that he's a guy that's caught my eye the last few weeks. Uh, I think it was the Monday night game that the, the Saints were playing. Uh, he was punt returning as well. He's a rookie. Um think some school out of florida uh, maybe might be southern florida either way he looked you know really good as a punt returner uh and you know greg you know punt returners return yard return skills uh that that kind of translates to your ability to make plays after the catch and Mm -hmm. he was somebody that drew Brees was targeting and they also added benny fowler to the injured reserve that was something that came by late so three of the Saints top uh, top wide receivers. Yep, X Giant uh, top wide receivers uh, are out in this matchup. So uh, Marquez Callaway might have to get uh, you know might have to get bumped up the totem pole in terms of targets. Uh, so maybe he's an intriguing DFS play as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then in Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins he has uh, been dealing with that ankle injury for quite some time now. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury said, you know, it's going to be tough for him to go. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins has uh, always, he's been an Ironman in terms of, of, of playing through injuries. Uh, he obviously has been, you know, like I said, been dealing with this ankle for an in, in injury for a while now and has, has toughed it out. Uh, so uh, obviously they played on Monday Night Football. This game is being moved, has been moved uh, two Sunday Night Football, which we'll obviously get into in, in a little bit. So you're getting a little bit more time here uh, for DeAndre Hopkins to uh, recover from this injury uh, or to, you know, to get ready for this game. So, um, yeah, I uh, are you concerned here, Greg, about about um, uh, about, about the availability of DeAndre Hopkins? Um so a little bit. I mean, he he's historically always been playing through injuries. I mean, uh, he's kind of like Julio Jones. Maybe he doesn't miss games, but uh, he's always there for the, on the field for you when you need him. Um, if he's there, I'm still starting him with confidence. Uh, I don't think he goes to play for just to be a decoy. He goes to play to, to destroy cornerbacks. Uh, so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if he's out there, you you gotta have him. You gotta start him out there. But I mean, Christian Kirk, we did like him regardless of DeAndre Hopkins output but even if Diop is out he's definitely gonna slide up as a you know a more safer play uh with that boom yeah absolutely um you know if if he is if he is out Christian Kirk definitely in play I like Andy Isabella potentially as well Mm -hmm. did you just say that no I didn't okay I was just making sure word word I, I had gotten an alert and just wanted to make sure that uh I didn't. I didn't miss that. But Andy Isabella, I think if DeAndre Hopkins can't go, has some intrigue. But I think I would add him because Christian Kirk has probably already been signed uh, to an opponent's roster, to one of your league mates' rosters. Oh yeah, for sure. And so, 
I think Chris, uh, Andy Isabella could be a pivot, a potential pivot here for you if DeAndre Hopkins cannot go. Uh, but the, you know, man, there's so much big news, right? Because I wrote this big news and then big news actually hit. <laughs> so I'm going to start with the first big news that was actually big news originally uh, that does involve the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It seems as if the Raiders' uh, COVID issues are actually uh, somewhat of a concern. John Gruden earlier in the week sent the entire offensive line home after. Uh, right tackle Trent Brown tested positive for COVID. The entire offensive line was placed on the COVID reserve list as a precaution, but this seems to uh, have been a, a more more of a real issue than uh, than we may have originally thought earlier in the week. Uh, you know, this game was supposed to be Sunday Night Football, the game between the Raiders and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it has been since moved to 4:05 p.m. in the Seattle Arizona game, which we covered yesterday was moved from 4.05 p.m. to now Sunday Night Football. Uh, but all indications now are all that this game is on track to be played, but obviously a very fluid situation. So have contingency plans in place as always. Now, also big news. Further ado. Huge news. <laughs> further, without further ado, uh, Antonio Brown. All-pro wide receiver Antonio Brown, who we talked about two days ago, uh, potentially being uh, teams were, were looking in, uh, as reported by Adam Schefter, and where there's smoke, there's usually fire, especially if Shefty is the one blowing that smoke. And so Antonio Brown has signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He will be uh, eligible to be on the active roster at the after week eight. That's when his eight-week suspension is up. Um, so he slides into this Tampa Bay offense, reuniting with his good friend and uh, quarterback for one game, Tom Brady. Uh, also mm-hmm. reuniting with his former offensive coordinator, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach, Bruce Arians. Um, and backup quarterback, or former his former backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, now offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Byron Leftwich. So, obviously we know what this means. Antonio Brown is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Sir. He has commanded 32% of the team targets basically everywhere he's been. <laughs> when Tom Brady and him played for one game, he had approximately, um, I think it was over 40% of those targets. Two and touchdowns. Was it two touchdowns, yes, Greg? Two, t- two red zone um, touchdowns, too. Two red zone touchdowns. So, um, yeah, this is bad news for Chris Godwin. This is bad news for Mike Evans. For Gronk, for everybody. Everybody for that, Gronk, catch, that catches the ball. Scotty Miller. Everybody. Everyone that catches the ball. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Oh, Scotty Miller. Who's that guy? Oh, Scotty right. Miller, who's that? <laughs> Scott? Yeah, he's back to Scott. Scott. He's back to Scott, yo. He's Scott now. He's back to S, like this SC. Just like S Miller. Yeah, S Miller. Yep, yep. S Miller. S Miller on waivers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Greg, what is your reaction here, man? Uh, First of all, this is well for the football team of the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is huge for them. Uh, They become almost like almost unstoppable. I mean, who who are you going to cover if you got? 
Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin in the slot and AB uh, out wide. I mean, doesn't matter. You could align them anywhere you, could you put want. Put AB anywhere. You could put any, yeah, you could align them anywhere. You could put a, give him rushing carries if you want to. I don't care. Some jet sweeps, put them in. Uh, AB is one of the greatest players to ever play this game. So uh, this is going to be dope for for them as a team, uh, as a whole. Just they're they're so deep now, uh, pass catching wise uh, for fantasy. Definitely gives a bump down to Godwin to Evans. Like we said, every player that pass catches the ball. Um, the only one I'm confident still going forward is still Rojo. Rojo doesn't gonna get affected by this. This man's still gonna get his 20 carries a game, so don't worry about that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's it's gonna be tough there. I think you got to see both Evans and Godwin. Uh, I think they were. I was ready to put them as wide receiver twos rest of the season anyway. But with AB, I, yeah, they're definitely wide receiver twos. Uh, we'll have some. Some wide receiver three weeks, honestly. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. I would try to try to get out as soon as you can. <laughs> too late now. As probably. soon as you can, <laughs> it is too late. If if Chris Godwin has a great game on Sunday, you sell as high as you can. Yep. Um, yep. Mike Evans might be a little bit harder, but if Mike Evans does not score touchdowns, he will not come through for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just that's just the way it's gonna be, uh, and. Yeah, I mean, this is – it was already – it was already like you said, they, uh, Godwin and, and Evans were wi- closer to wide receiver twos before this signing, and now with it, they are definitely wide receiver twos. Uh, Mike Evans closer to maybe a wide receiver three. Um, you know, maybe maybe Mike Evans, maybe as he gets healthier, this hamstring, maybe he'll start seeing more deep targets in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, as A.B. can, like, you know, work the intermediate level of the field. We've already seen Chris Godwin's been – you know, relegated to like a check down machine. Uh, so, uh, by Gronk. Oh, have yeah. fun this week starting Gronk yeah. this week because yep. this will be the last time that you'll be able to confidently yeah. do that. I mean, as a football fan, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be real fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's probably yeah. going to be one of the best offenses in uh, football this year. Oh, yeah. So, sure. uh, but. Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl sounds good to me. I think I'm kind of happy um, that it wasn't Seattle though, because I don't know. Just, oh, me too. I, yeah, <laughs> me too. For DK sake and Lockett. D- yeah, DK and Lockett. I just I, I like that they just get 50 percent of the targets. Yep. And, uh, I was like we said, I was already that da- we were already you know down on this uh, tam- this Tampa Bay wide receiver corpse entering this week. Like I was saying all last week uh, to sell Mike Evans. Yeah, you were but, tra- talking to me about I, trying to sell Chris Godwin like hours before. Like it's crazy. I, I, I have been one. You know, one of the things, that, and I, sh- I feel bad. I, I'm, I apologize to everyone <laughs> listening because I should have brought this up. I have been, I have been, I have been shopping all. I've been getting rid of all my Chris Godwin shares for the last three weeks. I've been getting rid of all of them. I think the week, the week that he came back from the concussion and got hurt, I had traded him. Uh, in a package to get DK Metcalf. I then traded, I, I traded him last week, uh, in a two quarterback league to get Jonathan Taylor. Dang, um, I've been, rip, you rip I've been getting off, man. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I had to get rid of, I had to get rid of Chris Godwin. I was trying to get rid of all my shares and I've been, I have, Smart. you know, something told Smart. me it, it was just something about this offense. Just watching it. Uh, you know, we talked about it today, Greg, this is not Jameis Winston's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No. And this defense is much better. They are not down. They're not, you know, down by by 20 uh, or 17 uh, or spotting the other team uh, seven points on an interception. Um, 
you know, they're playing efficient. They're running this ball with Ronald Jones, who, who, by the way, you said it doesn't hurt him. I think this helps him tremendously because, uh, you know, it was already hard to load load up the box on Ronald Jones. Oh, facts. But right. now it's impossible. It's right. impossible. <laughs> you, you are absolutely and, right. And this, and this man has already been ripping, um, you know, He's been running well. I don't even know what his yards per attempt is, but I know it's 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 got to be up there. Oh yeah, because uh, that's just who he's been uh, the last two years. But uh, yeah, this this is gonna be this. I would go buy Ronald Jones right now if I could. Yep. Um, because this probably helps him. If I could trade Mike Evans for if I could trade Mike Evans and Kenyon Drake for Ronald Jones, I would do that. Mike yep. Evans, Chris Godwin, Kenyon Drake for Ronald Jones. I'm, I'm I would with you do on that. that. Yeah, for sure. Um. But then again, is there's always the Leonard Fournette, you know, looming. By the way, let's just let's jump right into this matchup, man, because um, this will be the last time these players are really going to be as useful as as we thought. So, um, at least as useful as we thought coming into the year. So, uh, in terms of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Las Vegas Raiders, like I said, this game has been moved to 4.05 p.m. This is a 52.5 point over-under. This game is in Las Vegas. The uh, Bucks again, are 4-2. The Raiders are 3-2 coming off the bye week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three-point favorites in this game. Uh, the, again, the Raiders' offensive line uh, obviously has been having some if- issues, uh, but most of these guys are expected to play in this matchup. The Bucks pass catchers, Evans, Godwin, Miller, uh, S. Miller, and Gronk were all limited in uh, limited participants in practice. And then uh, stud cornerback Carlton Davis, he was a limited, limited participant with a knee injury. Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, for this matchup, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Bucks to cover. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks to win. Um, yeah, on on the Tampa side, you know Tom Brady should have a, a borderline QB one week. I think he finishes around that that thirteen to fifteen range, where he should have a solid week. Um, really, Ronald Jones though should continue his success with his run again without Fournette. He's averaging twenty carries over the last three weeks. Uh, he's playing very well. Um, definitely sneaky start of the week. Shout out maybe. Um, so Chris Godwin and Evans. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Solid wide receiver twos for this matchup. Um, Godwin, I think, is ranked a little head, has the higher floor, uh, and, and I think has a little higher upside. So uh, definitely you can yeah, start, start these twos up for the last time uh, with, with confidence. Um, Gronk coming off his best week. You're also, I think, forced to start him as well. He had his most targets last week, had his most air yards last week. Uh, with the tight end landscape getting thinner, yeah, you, you're, you're putting him in your lineups. Uh, Raiders are pretty good against the tight end, but I think, you know, he has some tight end one upside in this one. Um, on the Raiders side, it's pretty much as a pass catcher. Darren Waller is the only guy I'm looking to. Uh, all those other receivers are pretty inconsistent as far as target share for me to really trust any of them in this one, uh, especially with this Tampa Bay defense. Um, Got to love Darren Waller, even with the volume. Uh, I do like Josh Jacobs. Uh, he probably will be behind. Uh, the game should be, I think, a little more competitive. Um, the Raiders will, will get some opportunities. So I, think I have uh, Josh Jacobs as like a high in RB2 in this one. Um, and that that's that's pretty much it. I think Derek Carr is going to turn the ball over a little bit. Uh, but they, they should be able to create some points. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see what, what happens. Yeah, I... Uh for me, I'm taking the under. I'm taking Tampa Bay to cover. Tampa Bay to win the game. I am. 
Uh, obviously, you're playing Rojo, playing Evans, playing Goblin, and I, I, I literally I typed this up before we. Uh, I didn't change it after the AB signing, but I would sell these wide receivers if <laughs> yep. I could. Yep, I'm all with you. On as that. the volume, the volume is not what it was, and they're they're not con- they're not constantly in negative game script trying to make big plays. So I would try to sell them, but you're starting them. But again, sell them. I'm willing to start Gronk. Brady is not a must start, but the floor will always be there for him. Um, Raiders, for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, you know, volume. He leads the NFL in attempts, run, uh, rush attempts per game. Um, you know, has scored five touchdowns. Two of those came in, in two Raiders wins. <clears throat> um, the Bucks are really good rush defense. Um, you know, so... I'm not. You're not going to bench Josh Jacobs. There's no conversation there. But just I would not expect as much from him this week. And then Darren Waller. I think um, obviously he's a he's a strong tight end play. Uh, he he should lead the the Raiders in, in targets this and receptions on um, on Sunday. Uh, and then like you said, the receivers for for Las Vegas. I'm not really trying yeah. to. You know, to go, I, I don't want to go into the teeth of this this Tampa Bay defense. Uh, yeah, and and Henry Ruggs isn't even. I mean, granted, he was a little bit banged up last week. Uh, he was banged up coming into the game. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit banged up during the game. He's been banged uh, so up all maybe season. Maybe that's why his tar- <laughs> he's has been banged up all season. He actually got banged up at the combine. So <laughs> actually, this is true. Henry Ruggs is he got. He, he hurt himself at the combine. And then I remember, do you remember a story about him getting pinned between a truck no. in the summer? Oh, man. <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah, he got pinned between uh, so, uh, a, a friend's like uh, SUV like over the summer. Uh, so, But they call it minor. And then, yeah, he's been hurt basically every week since since the season started. Yeah. So maybe there's something to watch from a, maybe a, a, a dynasty perspective, maybe. But uh, Henry Ruggs... Um, he, uh, you know, could obviously, pro- you know, you know what he's gonna be. Right. It's either gonna, it's gonna be the boom play, or it's not gonna. You're not gonna get anything mm-hmm. that day. And and if you need it, you can go there. I mean, it's more reliable than Miko Hartman these days. So, uh, if you need it, you can you can go there. But I do not advise. Um. Yeah, go go get Chase Claypool or something like that. Another boom guy or something like Chase that. Chase Claypool is a hundred percent not available. Oh yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, not, he's three percent not available probably, <laughs> <laughs> or three percent available. All right, Dontrell Inman. Um, Dontrell Inman. There we go. Dontrell Inman. There you go. There yeah. you go. I like that one. Um, moving on to the next matchup, man. We've got the one and five Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to L.A. to take on the one and four Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, this is a 49-point total. The Chargers are 7.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, DJ Shark and LaVisca Chenault, wide receivers for the Jacksonville Jaguars, were both removed from the injury report. So that is great news there. Um, Keenan Allen is good to go with that back injury for the Chargers, as is Justin Jackson. Um so for me, I'm taking the under, or I'm taking the over here. Sorry, I'm taking Jacksonville to cover, taking taking Jacksonville to win the game. Ooh. This is a great spot. Or no, sorry, I'm I'm not taking Jacksonville. Oh yeah, to win the game. To, Jacksonville right, to cover <laughs> Chargers to win the game. Sorry, I don't know what I was I don't know what I was saying. Uh, but this is a great spot for the Chargers offense this week. I I love Herbert in this matchup. Since taking over in week two. 
He's 10th in fantasy points per game at the position with two top seven performances. And Herbert is 8th in the league in fantasy points per drop back. Uh, the, the big herb is, uh, you know, like I said, eighth in the in the league in fancy in uh, pass in passing fantasy points per drop back. While Jacksonville gives up the third most passing fantasy points per drop back. And I did a little exercise of adding up the totals between quarterbacks and their matchups uh, to see, you know, where the highest uh, output is. And Herbert versus Jacksonville yields the third highest total in Week Seven. So yeah, start my man up. Uh, I love his pass catchers naturally in this one, in both Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, I like Hunter Henry as well, especially if if uh, Jacksonville shows up on the other side in this one, which I, I expect them to do a little bit. So, um, you know, I do like that. I I also like both running backs in this one. Uh, Joshua Kelly has has seen at least a forty percent running back rush share in every each week since week two. So I think you can flex him this week in a, in a good matchup. While Justin Jackson has seemed to assume, assume the uh, Austin Eckler role, which is the the one that comes with the reception work. So I believe he's a, a strong running back too with with RB one upside in this one. Uh, and then on the uh, Jacksonville side, you can start uh, Gardner Minshew. The Chargers haven't been great against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, while they do get Melvin Ingram back to their pass rush. Um, you know, that, that should be a boost, but I, I still think, you know, Gardner Minshew can still get it done. Um, while I also do like the chargers as a stream in this one to get it done as well. But, um, the wide receivers for Jacksonville, uh, DJ shark, obviously my man has been, you know, after I talked bad about him, my man is, he stepped up to the plate, assumed the, the number one position as, as the number one receiver in this offense. Uh, Keelan Cole, man, he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely interesting. Um, the, like I said, the Chargers aren't aren't a good pass defense, uh, so Keelan Cole could provide that. Lavisca Chenault, love my guy, but uh, he's there's there's like limited upside with him. It's very, I mean, he's he's a glorified uh, you know running back in this offense. He's just another running back. Uh, they throw screens to him. You know, he does get used on slants and as a receiver but his targets aren't uh you know are not likely to lead to you know big plays down the field or big touchdowns so you can definitely start him you can flex him in a pinch uh but i wouldn't you know i wouldn't expect much upside um and then somebody who's who's caught my eye recently actually um at the tight end position james o'shaughnessy uh he's gotten a bump in in um, route participation each of the last few weeks. Uh, I, I know that it's it's dirty and it it kind of doesn't make any sense, um, but the Chargers are actually a pretty good matchup for the tight end position, and this guy has been running more routes. Uh, did actually, uh, let me pull up his targets from last week. He saw a huge spike in uh in snaps though. Oh, only saw the uh he, oh he's seen he's he's been seeing targets uh he saw two tar- four targets in week four uh, week two four targets week three, uh so I think he's a sneaky 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 like DFS dart throw potentially but uh he's definitely someone that's been more involved in this offense. Word. Uh, oh, and then James Robinson start that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Chargers to cover. 
and I'm gonna take the Chargers to win. Um, on the Jacksonville side, yeah, Gardner Minshew, he he's always in play as he is as a the safe floor guy. I think he also is kind of going to finish around that that 13 to 15 range um, as far as a quarterback. Um, James Robinson definitely expecting to play and be that low on RB one uh, in this matchup that you you always expect to see. Uh, very safe in, in any game script, so that's good. Uh, DJ Shark, um, yeah. Definitely gonna got that 30, 32% target share last week. That was insane. Uh, he's gonna see a, a good wide receiver day. Start him up with confidence. Uh, Keelan Cole, I think, is a safe floor flex. I mean, he hasn't had a, a lower output than eight points and half point PPR. Uh, he's second on the team in target share last week. Um, he's top 10 in routes, routes run among wide receivers, and he's uh, top 10 in deep targets. So I think he's definitely, you know, in, in play uh, for sure as, as, a, as a good flex if you, if you need one. Um, and on the Charger side, start the herb with confidence. Uh, this man has been balling. Uh, he's, you know, one of the argument for rookie of the year. I think he's probably the leading candidate right now with Joe Burrow right there. Uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting to see that race coming down to the wire. Um, Justin Jackson, he practiced in full today, so that's good. Uh, I think I have him definitely ranked ahead Kelly as an RB2. Uh, Kelly, though, he's I think he's in play definitely as a flex um, with some value because he's, he's going to get opportunity. He's going to still get around uh, 10 to 15 carries, so that's good. Um, Keenan Allen, wide receiver one. Hunter Henry also in a very good spot as well. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, is Mike Williams is I think he's boomer bust guy. Oh man, I week. didn't even talk about yeah, your boy Mike Williams. Oh man. no, I did. I did. I, I brought him up. I oh, okay, him up. okay. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, Mike Williams, boomer bust. Uh, I think wide receiver three. Uh, but in this high scoring game, I think he has an opportunity to always score. Uh, yeah, he he could be one of those guys like that if you need a boom, he so you can play. I would I would think he's closer to a strong wide receiver too. I mean, he saw a twenty almost a thirty percent target share in week one. Uh, obviously, I mean, saw only thirteen percent of the targets uh, was injured in week three, uh, but then came back and saw twenty four percent of the team targets in week five. And we know what the upside is with oh, him. Yeah. Uh, so and Herbert, I mean. They're a match made in heaven, Herbert and, and Mike Williams, to be honest. I mean, Herbert throws as good a deep ball as any quarterback in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Williams is as big a, is as good a deep threat as any receiver in the league right now when you consider his size, his leaping ability, and even his, abil- his, his speed to get down the field. So uh, he can make that big play like you're saying, but that's – what Herbert's been doing with guys like Jalen Guyton and and yeah, you know, like he gets at least one deep touchdown a game. It seems like so, that, yeah. exactly. And if 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 Mike Williams is going to see seven eight targets in this in a game, uh, how many of these are going to be deep down the field like that? I think he's especially this week. But you know the same way we've been talking about Herbert's schedule, Mike Williams gets to play the same schedule. True. So True. I think rest of the season he's a strong wide receiver too with with huge boom upside every week i mean obviously you know he's probably going to get hurt i mean i don't want him to but <laughs> i mean the way he be jumping he, he, for those balls every time i see him go yeah. for one i'm like <laughs> closing my eyes that he comes down healthy his helmet be off you close pads. your eyes yeah. i'm so amazed that i'm just like in awe at That's the body true. control yo when you said he has no regard for his own life man i like from that moment on like it's true <laughs> this man goes up with no regard yo and gets it every time too it's crazy Every time, every time, uh, it's definitely amazing to watch. I mean, I-, I remember ridiculing the Chargers for making that pick 
when they drafted him seventh overall back in, I believe it was 20, 2017. But uh, I've over the last couple of years watching him, you know, go up and get a football. I'm like, I think I get it now. <laughs> Dag, man, you should, you have Evan had some harder like that, you know. <laughs> oh man, oh man. I'm sorry, Greg, that we did this to you. All right, I know, I know what to make you happy. The five and one Kansas City Ooh, Chiefs traveling to Denver to take on the two and three Denver Broncos. This is a 47 point over under. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. Wide receiver for the Chiefs, Sammy Watkins, likely to be out with a hamstring injury. Uh, that's as per uh, head coach Andy Reid. Uh, still a question on if Le'Veon Bell will play, but Andy Reid likes to play coy, uh, so I, I I expect him to play. But uh, keep an eye on that. But then for Noah Fant for Denver was removed from the injury report, so that is great news. Uh, seems like KJ Hamler is starting to make his way back as well uh, with that hamstring. So definitely good news for him as well. But I don't know if we're Maybe he's somebody that has intrigue, but I, I'm not really looking there. But, Greg, where are you at in this matchup? I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to cover. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Uh, on on the Chiefs side, Patty, shout out to him, you know, announcing his uh, getting a baby too. Uh, you know, shout out to him and his uh, his wife. Uh, so it was a fiance, actually. So, yeah, you know, I'm all, all into Patty's life, personal life. This man is going to dog in, in every way possible. Uh, co-owner of you know owner of the the uh, you know Royals as well this man is just on top of the world right now but Clyde low in RB1 I think even if Le'Veon plays I think now we I think I've kind of seen that confidence of last week that he shouldn't get too affected by Le'Veon Bell being there uh, he ran so well last week getting over 160 rushing yards so that was awesome to see uh, if Le'Veon plays I think he has some like you know low low in uh, flex appeal uh, curious to see how he used I probably wouldn't go ahead and, and start him I think you can get other people but I think mm-hmm. this is just the warm-up before that breakout next week against the mm-hmm. Jets so uh, yeah mm-hmm. keep an eye on that for mm-hmm. sure uh, Travis Kelsey. They're saving. They're saving everything for that game. Oh yeah, we're save, saving everything for that. Yep, yep. <laughs> Travis Kelsey got to start him. Tied in one. He's been very hot of late. Uh, Tyree Kill. I think a combination of handing Patty just handing it off to Clyde every snap and a combo of the weather. I think factored factored into his own only three targets for Hill last week. Um, he hadn't had over lower than six targets in any week before. So I think this is a bounce back spot for Tyree Kill. Um, both him and McCall Harmon aren't easy cornerback matchups, but you know, you, you could always trust Tyreek Hill to to boom more than bust. Uh, Harmon is, uh, yeah, it's 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 tough for him to really call that that boom. Um, so out, yeah, you're out. Uh, yeah, I might be out out as well, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so uh, on the Denver side, uh, this offense is definitely gonna have to want to struggle to score score, but they are getting a lot of bodies back, so um, it'd be good. Noah Fant, um, you know, I think. Melvin Gordon also coming back. He's practicing in full, so uh, the suspension hasn't come yet. Uh, I don't know if it, if it if it is. I'm not haven't heard anything about that yet. But uh, Melvin Gordon uh, slides into that back into that volume based RB two role. I think with uh, Philip Lindsay as well. Both of these. I think Philip Lindsay has some flex value. He ran pretty well last week, so they'll uh, be used both of them. And no, they're gonna cannibalize each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are gonna cannibalize each other. It's true. But uh, no offense. Tied in one, always. Start him up. Breakout. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am going to take the under, actually. Uh, going to take Kansas City to cover. Kansas City to win the game. 
gonna uh, there could potentially be some snow in this game, so keep an eye out on that. Mm. Um, but um, you know, Buff. I mean, Buffalo kind of uh, you know they they kind of played they kind of played back a little bit. Uh, didn't load the box as much, which then just made that's why the Chiefs handed off the ball as much as they did. We didn't get much volume from them last week, so you know that would be curious to see if 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 that's a strategy that teams take going forward. Um, you know, which is great for Clyde. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> but for Clyde. Uh, excellent for Clyde uh, and potentially Le'Veon, but we're not there yet. Uh, but Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, all must starts. Uh, Clyde, he's a must start. Le'Veon Bell, I think, is an emergency flex option. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, low-end flex. Uh, I would say he's an emergency. Like, I'm I'm not really looking to play him like you were saying. Uh, you know, it's the warm-up. Not that he does need to get, you know, warmed up or anything. <laughs> true. It's just true. He's, he's been playing. I mean, he's fine. He's not like, you know, he, he, he's been out. It's just I think you could play him. I just think in, in season long it might be a little bit risky. Because you don't know what his role might be right. right away. Although I do think that we do see him getting a lot of uh, third down work, uh, potentially some goal line work. Um, so uh, you know, gonna just watch. But I, I unless you know, again, emergency flex. And then I'm out. I'm out on Miko Hardman. Um, but that's just because the the Chiefs aren't in on Miko Hardman. I mean, he's he's. Uh, last week we all expected him to be the number two receiver with Sammy Watkins, um, you know, with Sammy Watkins out, but he did not, you know, assume the role as number two receiver. Instead, that was Demarcus Robinson, who actually led the team in targets with eleven. So I would play him. I'd be comfortable starting him in this matchup. Yeah. Um, you know, played played the majority of the snaps. Like I said, led the team in targets. Um, so I, you know, I, I would start him, but for Denver, you know, Melvin Gordon might not see as much volume with Philip Lindsay. Like I was saying, but like I said before, they're going to cannibalize one another, but, um, maybe Denver thinks the only way to stop Mahomes is to run these two backs. So, you know, like you said, they're, they're flexes. Um, I would Lindsay or bell. Uh, I'm gonna go Lindsay. Yeah, I would go Lindsay as well. Yeah. Kansas city is good against wide receivers, but. Tim Patrick has had a 21% target share since week four, um, or an average 21% target share since week four, which leads the team. And he's been efficient, so you, you can play him um, as he's seeing deep targets in this offense. Mm-hmm. Reception, perception creator Matt Harmon said that Patrick has assumed the uh, Cortland Sutton role in this offense, uh, so that's that's upside. Uh, I'm not playing Jerry Judy. He hasn't done anything outside of that week uh, three game on Thursday night football, week three. Was it week three, week four? Week three game on Thursday night football against the New York Jets. Um, Noah Fant is back, and so I think this is a great spot for him. We know Locke loves to target the tight end, so start that man yes, up. Yes, sir. All right, man, moving on to the next matchup. We've got the uh, three no, three and three San Francisco 49ers traveling to uh, New England to take on the two and three New England Patriots. Two, uh, 45 point over under. Uh, the New England Patriots are two and a half point favorites in terms of the injuries. Julian Edelman is limited participant with a knee injury. Uh, Raheem Mostert was officially placed on, or he will be placed on IR to, uh, tomorrow, I believe. 
Or was he actually officially placed on IR? Uh, yeah, I think he was he officially might have been. placed on IR today. But, yeah. yeah, he yep. was officially placed on IR today. Uh, Jeff Wilson, limited participant with a calf injury, but he's questionable for this game. Uh, so, Greg, in Jimmy G's revenge game, return <laughs> home to New England, where it all started, what do you got? I'm taking the under, I'm taking the Pats to cover, and I'm taking the Pats to win. Uh, for San Fran, this is a tough matchup, of course, for this this offense. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant mind, so I think he'll be able to manufacture points, though, still. I'm really only confident in George Kittle as a for fantasy, as a, as a you know, tight end one to start. Uh, <laughs> Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. I think he has some flex value as a, a safe floor flex, um, you mm-hmm. know, being involved in his rushing and his pass catching. But other than that, you know, I'm I'm super nervous about all these running backs. First of all, there's too many to to count. I you know that I don't know what the snap share may be, uh, what the touches is going to be. McKinnon may start the game, but you know Coleman has a shot to play now. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, your boys out there. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel also still in carries. Like it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how it all plays out as far as the running backs. But uh, so I'm I'm out. I got my lot. I got you know I was able to trade McKinnon too. So I'm not really excited maybe mckinnon gives you some flex value um as far as his usage so that's what i'm probably what i could say about that uh on new england side can you only start one person is cam and then cam newton again and then cam newton again so mm-hmm. that's pretty mm-hmm. much it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i yeah absolutely uh i i'm taking the over here uh, cam to or cam to cover might as well be cam, cam together to cover <laughs> New England to win the game. Um, yeah, love Cam this week. Uh, for San Fran, uh, Kittle, Devo Samuel, Jerick McKinnon. That's just yeah, it. Yeah. That's that's I'm putting I'm putting those four chips into the table. Whatever fancy points I come out with, that's that's what I'm willing to take. Yep. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you on McKinnon. Like I don't even know if he's guaranteed any of this work. Like, even with all the production that he was getting earlier in the year a lot of it was off touchdowns so luckily if you were able to sell then you were i got out i'm with you bro yep. uh i used Mostert's injury as an opportunity to get out uh except i'm not fully out because i have tevin coleman and <laughs> michael Jermichael hasty so <laughs> it's, um, it's, but i'm not starting either one of nah, them nah. i just love Jermichael hasty so i just want to see him be a thing so if he, if he happens to be a thing then it'll be great and he looked good last week he so did he looked very good that last too week. um all right man moving on to the next matchup we've got the five and one chicago bears traveling to la to take on the four and two la rams this is a 45 and a half point over under i'm taking the over here oh sorry before i get into my picks i'm a slot cornerback buster screen was a dmp at practice with an ankle defensive lineman akeem hicks was a dmp with an illness uh tyler higby this is new dmp with a hand injury but it seems like he might play and then daryl henderson uh running back uh could we even the lead running back for the the rams lately as of quotation, late. Yes. quotation marks lead. <laughs> yes. Uh he was a DMP with a thigh. Uh so that is something to watch. I actually mm-hmm. think I might remember when that uh particular play happened. Uh, might have been right around the goal line. I remember seeing him take a helmet to the to the thigh and thinking like that's gonna hurt later. So uh I'm speculating here. I don't I don't have sources or anything, but uh anyway, uh 
you know, he's something to watch. And this that kind of sucks because uh, he plays on Monday night. So hopefully you have a contingency plan. Uh, you know, I, I have Cam Akers. I think I would go to... Uh, I can't even confidently say it. I think you would have to go Malcolm Brown. Uh, right? Uh, that just sounds... I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you... you you can, I mean, he'd be the next guy up, but is he going to produce against this Bears defense? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can start him. But I, I want Daryl Henderson. Yeah, if Daryl Henderson playing, that's that's who I'm confident. I like him, but I don't. Malcolm Brown is a lead against this defense. I don't know if I like that. I'm out on that. But are, with the current running back economy, true. Are you willing <laughs> to take a chance on Daryl Henderson playing? Hey, I will start JD McKissick over Malcolm Brown. But would you start J.D. McKissick over Daryl Henderson? No, I wouldn't. Are you willing to start J.D. McKissick t- in the event that you, or, you know, to to not have to start a, a Malcolm Brown? Yes. But yeah, right, because it's Monday having night. Having to pass right. on Daryl Henderson. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Monday night makes it tough. Uh yeah. I'm asking mainly for a friend, Greg, because uh, <laughs> you know. Um. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think uh this so he'll, they'll have the Saturday practice because it's a Monday night game. So at least you'll get that. Uh, if it's not looking good though, say he didn't practice tomorrow, I will go with McKissick. I don't have McKissick though, so I'm kind of right. Scared. All right, interesting. Um. Uh, and then Ant- uh, sorry, Antonio Brown. I do have him, but Robert oh, Woods yeah, was added to the injury report. Um, with a groin injury that was today, he did not practice. Uh, so this is obviously concerning because he plays on on Monday Night Football as well. Oh, go get Jamal Williams! Uh, I also, forgot. There you go about that. Also have him. Um, <laughs> he's not available in the league. Extraordinary people because Joe doesn't have any running backs. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Unfortunate. Tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yep, yeah, you know it is what it is. But for me, I'm taking the under, or sorry, taking the over here, taking uh, Chicago to cover, taking the Rams to win this game. Actually, I know it's crazy. Uh, some of Jared Goff's worst games have mm-hmm, been played mm-hmm. against the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears are five and one. They're playing great ball. Their defense is playing out of its mind right now. But Sean McVay, man, this is two games in a row against this team, against this defense. Uh, to figure out how can you get Jared Goff, who you've gotten to play productive all year, to play productive in this matchup here against the Bears. Uh, so I think he gets that done, and that's why I think that the, the Rams are able to cover this five-and-a-half-point spread here. Uh, Allen Robinson continuing to see that 30% target share, so continue to start that man up. Um, David Montgomery, he's a volume play. He has seen 72% of the running back rush share, but this team the last three weeks is throwing 75% of the time in usual game script. So he's getting nearly three, three-fourths of a very small pie here. On the Rams side, I, I feel like, um, you know, like I said, some of Goff's worst games have come against the Bears. So while he's been good, I'm, I'm out on Goff. I'm not going into the teeth of this defense, but... Uh, if Woods is healthy, I would start him. Uh, if Cup is, uh, well, obviously Cup is fine. Uh, the matchup if screen can go is good. If the matchup if screen can't go, I can't imagine his backup is that much better. 
So Cooper Cup, he's in a good spot. So I would start him. Uh, seems like Higby may go, but I'm not. I haven't been confident in him. I'm not confident in him. Uh, Gerald Everett has been more productive than him, so maybe you could even go there if you're if you're that desperate. Um, and if if Woods can't go, then maybe maybe uh, uh, Josh Reynolds is an option. Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking the Bears to cover, and I'm taking the Bears to win. Um, on Chicago side, gotta like Allen Robinson. Um, you know, he's very safe wide receiver one. I think you know that low end number. He's de- definitely getting that target share. So you know, gotta gotta love him as far as you know playing him. Uh, I, you know, David Montgomery hasn't been super sexy, but you know, I think he's playable. Um, you know, as especially in the running back landscape, like we talked about it. Uh, and on the Ram side, yeah. That's tough. Oh, but the receivers, you know, it always looks to them. If Robert Woods is going, you start him. If he can't go, yeah, Cooper Cup definitely gets a bump. And, yeah, Josh Reynolds gets a bump as well. Uh, Tyler Higby is also injured. So if he can't go, uh, Jared injured. Jared Everett gets a bump as well, I think, um, as far as that tied into to come in and, and produce. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, man. That's it. Oh, by the way, I just want to say to everyone, because I'm getting reminded by my league mates here in my other league, you guys are all welcome. All you people out there are all welcome for Antonio Brown signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today and for us getting this this fantasy news uh, because <laughs> yours truly uh, picked up Antonio Brown uh, in a couple leagues. And um, one of my main leagues today, I dropped Antonio Brown. And around, it was around 4, 4 p.m. Eastern. The news came out 6 p.m. Eastern that Antonio Brown would probably be signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh... Yo, you just want to take it for, for, for your league mix. You know, that's that's all, that's all you wanted to do. You're just being a good Samaritan out there. You know you know he's going to win the league, so, you know, trying to make it even. <laughs> yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. I, 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 I guess. Thanks for trying to make me feel better, though, Greg. I oh, appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> appreciate it. What will make me feel better is if we hit on these starts of the week. So, oh, yeah. Craig, this is money time. I need to know that quarterback start of the week, bro. What do you got, man? Oh, man, I, I got my man Kyler Murray going against Seattle, the Seahawks. You know, even if D-Hop is not able to play, I think that just puts more on Kyler Murray to do this, what he has to do, because his production is coming in that rushing. Uh, he's going against you know, a bottom five team in fantasy against, uh, against quarterbacks in Seattle. He's fourth or second in all major rushing metrics among quarterbacks. He's first in carries, first in rushing yards, first in rushing touchdowns, uh, as well as second in uh, red zone opportunity as far as his carries. Uh, He's also getting deep ball attempts. uh, So Christian Kirk is going to be out there to maybe get those for him. Uh, This man has been absolutely dominant in the rushing, though. Uh, Seattle has given up three rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks already, including that explosive game we saw on Sunday Night Football to Cam Newton, where he finished as a top five QB. Expect that from Kyler Murray as well. Uh, Hopefully, D-Hop is able to play. That gives him a bump. But if not, that just gives him a bump in that rushing. Uh, Give Kyler Murray the bump uh, to start him up, and he, he should be top five with Russell Wilson in this game. Love that you that you bring Kyler Murray up because this guy is, is gonna dominate against Seattle, man. Yep. Uh, love love that one right there. Uh, and I'm I'm glad that you brought up another guy, uh, Cam Newton, because he's my start of the week. Here. Guess to go up against San Francisco. I wanted to go Herbert here. Obviously, you heard you must have heard how much I was I was spitting about the big Herb and how much I love him this week. But I think we're at the point where everyone is playing him. So I'm going with the old confidence boost here. Uh, start of the week with my guy Cam Newton. 
but you know he he has he's been a little bit of the forgotten man. He's been the QB seven in points per game. Uh, he's been a top twelve quarterback and scored twenty points in three of four games. And and that one game was the random Rex Burkhead three touchdown game. But San Francisco has given up the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last three weeks. They're also giving up an average of thirty eight and a half rushing yards per game to the quarterback position, which is basically an extra passing touchdown there. And they've faced mobile quarterbacks in Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, uh, giving up 91, 49, and 37 yards respectively on the ground. And, and the Pats are two-and-a-half-point favorites here in what you know has the potential to be a close, ugly game. And that's sometimes when I when I feel like Cam is at his best. Oh, facts. So start Cam up confidently this week, man. Yeah, man. All, when all those yards are produced by Cam Newton, that's those ugly games. That's what you want to see. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm going with, I think, you know, we talked about the game is going to go through. I got to go with Ronald Jones versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Last three weeks, he hasn't finished lower than the RB17. He's got three straight games with at least 120 total yards in this juicy matchup versus the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who give up 5.8 fantasy points above the RB mean, quarter to play a profiler, uh, which is sixth worth in the NFL. Uh, this game, you know, I think will be a little a little competitive, uh, but the Bucks will definitely be in control and in positive game script, especially in the second half. And you already know that's Rojo time. Uh, he's also getting still getting 4.2 targets per game, which is 12th among running backs. So definitely start uh, Rojo as an RB1 season long doesn't matter start him up this week he's gonna finish in, in rb1 again oh man i love that one right there gotta you know i love me some rojo yeah, man uh running back start of the week man you know I, I had said it before i was gonna go aaron jones and i had this really nice blurb all typed up and everything and it was great i promise you so if he plays start him <laughs> but i will be going with david johnson versus the green bay packers here in that same game they give up the the most fancy points to the running back position in terms of fancy points per game. The fifth in touchdowns allowed. Uh, they're giving up 4.8 yards per attempt to the position, which is ninth most, as well as give up the seventh most receptions per game at almost seven per game uh, to the running back position. He, uh, David Johnson, he's seen 76% of the running back rush share in all but one game this season, and this is a great spot here. So uh, he's seeing that work. He's getting that volume. Uh, start this man up in confidence in, in what is the best matchup this week. Oh, yeah, man. The Green Bay just loves giving touchdowns up to, to running back, so definitely start him up. Oh, and if the Bucks can game, game can't go through, go get my man Chris Carson and start him up at the start of the week. Oh, man, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if anybody can go get him. But oh, no, yeah, you don't start get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Start him up. <laughs> you just start DFS, him. DFS. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, DFS for sure. Uh, Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do you got? Oh, man, you know it's October, so you know what that means. Feeling a little scary. Scary Terry time, baby. Going mm, with Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Going against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, first of all, this man is always on the field. He's playing 100% of the snaps right now, man. This uh, this is man is money. He's always out there. He's top eight in target share at 27.5%. Uh, and also over 20% target share in the red zone. In this cake matchup versus the Swiss cheese defense of the Cowboys secondary. Uh, he's in a high over under game. Uh, in a team that's a very pass-happy offense. They're throwing it 40 uh, times per game. Uh, that's top 10 in the NFL. There isn't a corner on Dallas that can cover him. It uh, doesn't matter. Start this man up everywhere. Uh, with my streaming week, Kyle Allen. Scary Terry. Going to dominate. Oh, I love Scary Terry this week, man. He's going to kill this week. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week. I'm going Kenny Galladay. 
That's right. Back to back wide receiver start of the week. He had a decent day last week, but that's not the day we were hoping <laughs> for, man. I'm going back to the well here because I got to get some of the meat that's still on his bone. And, boy, this is a nice one, man. According to PFF, uh, Kenny G has the most advantage, advantageous uh, matchup at the wide receiver position with Kendall Sheffield, who is giving up 2.79 uh, yards per route covered which is the highest of all cornerbacks that have played at least 100 snaps in coverage, according to PFF. And if you want a language that we can all speak, here, I'll give it to you. Sheffield is giving up an average of 15.3 half-point PPR points per game, second most at the cornerback position, although he's only given up one touchdown on the year. Mm. So Kenny G, in a great spot. Expect a blow game this week. Oh, yeah, gotta love Kenny G, man. And Matt Stafford, you know, this is the, uh, I think this offense keeps rolling. Yeah, man, just remember when I said Matt Stafford, Kenny G starts of the week last week? Yep. Uh, just apply that to this week. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just yeah. you know, if you're looking in the future, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Greg, your tight end start of the week, brother. What do you got, man? Oh, man, with this uh, tough tight end landscape right now, a lot of you know, injuries and stuff, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry versus Jacksonville. Uh, he's in it, you no. Know, Looking like he, you know, only finished lower than tight end 13 once. He's been pretty, pretty consistent this year, uh, and very, very, very reliable for you. He's in a great matchup versus Jacksonville, who's bottom 10 against tight ends. Uh, this team, uh, probably being, you know, in negative game skip. Uh, well, Jacksonville will be, uh, so they'll be throwing it a lot more. Uh, Henry getting a 20.6 percent target share. He's uh, very reliable. He's top 10 in routes run. Uh, he all, got his first touchdown in that Monday night game versus the Saints, uh, and I think he stays hot, gets another one here. Um, yeah, with my start of, the, start of the week. Yep, start him up. Oh, yeah, man. Got to love that one. My tight end start of the week is going, well, it was going to be Austin Hooper. Uh, again, had this great blurb. He's definitely not going to play uh, so, again, like I said, maybe we could look at Harrison Bryant. Maybe we could look at David Njoku. But if not, TJ Hawkinson going up against Atlanta. The top matchup for the tight end this year. He's averaging almost an 18% target share the last three games. He's seen four targets in every game this year. And Atlanta is literally the best matchup you could get for the tight end. So, start TJ Hawkinson this week. Uh, again, roll our starts of the week over from last week. Yeah, man. Just roll them over. I mean, TJ Hawk. Been a popular start of the week on this on this podcast, so as he should be, uh, he's been balling out as that second year leap tight end. We expect him to do. Yeah, man, that second year leap that was it. We kind of hoping was coming, and it's kind of here, man. Um, but Greg, I need to know an answer to. I need to know an answer to one question. T.J. Hawkinson, he's a dynasty tight end, but no offense, he's your breakout tight end. I know you have love for him both. Oh, man. Rest of the season, who would you rather have, T.J. Oh, Hawkinson, no offense? That is tough. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the the higher target share. I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna go. With, yeah, I'm gonna go with no offense. Yeah, I'm with you too. I'm going no offense. He's got the higher target share. Uh, I mean, both these guys are athletic freaks. Yes, but, they are. They um, really are. You know, I think that we could see a world where no offense leads the Broncos in targets. Yep, definitely. All right, man. You know what time it is. Time to play Ooh, some get money. Chain, yes, sir. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I'll be counting five, ten, twenty, honey, yeah. So, Greg, I believe I had the first pick last week because I took Alexander Madison. Oh, did you? Who did? Oh, yeah, you did. I did, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, because yep. I did. You did, you did. Yeah. And he did nothing. So, <laughs> um, 
Greg, who, you got the first pick here. What do you? Who are you taking? Oh, perfect. I mean that that sets it up. I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with you know what you were saying. I can't start Ronald Jones, so I'm gonna take your running back start of the week, and yeah, I'm gonna slide David Johnson in at 6300 as my RB one. Oh, that's perfect because I thought you were gonna take Alvin Kamara, so I'm gonna take him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that for sure. Uh, after that, I'm going to take Chris Carson as my other running back, RB2 at 7,600. David Johnson at 6,300. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, I figured that one was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go for uh, a, little, a, little, a little you know, cheap play here. Uh, I know somebody you like very well. Justin Jackson, 6,100. Uh, I'm going there is my second running back i like that for sure uh as my wide receiver one uh i'm gonna go at i'm hoping hoping he's played just as much as uh kingsbury will i mean you know cliff cliff yeah well cliff kingsbury will be i'm going with the the, the d hop at nine thousand. start him up Ooh, i like that okay Ooh, i got a little scared there uh, i'm going with dk metcalf 7300 going up against arizona in that same game I like that for sure. As my second receiver, you know, I got to get one of my starts of the week in here. Scary Terry, 7,100 as my second receiver. Let's go. I was, I, I had him in here, and I was ready to take him, oh, but yeah. I was like, it's either going to be him. I'm either gotta, I've either got to take him or I've got to take uh, DK Metcalf because I felt like you wanted Terry, and if I didn't take Terry, then you just get DK. So I figured I was going to lose one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm starting to switch it up, see what I can do now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with my wide receiver start of the week, actually. Kenny Galladay, 7,600, uh, going up against Atlanta. Love that matchup like I talked about. So Definitely got to love that matchup, Atlanta, with that Swiss cheese defense. As my third receiver, I'm going to go and chase some points and get Chase Claypool. This is not Chase anymore. This is points right here. Chase Claypool is oh, my yeah, third receiver. 6,400 against Tennessee. Sneaky shootout here. Let's go. Oh, man. Got to love that one there as well. Um, I'm trying to make a decision here. Uh, well, I know what I – okay, my, my – Tight end, I'm going to go. Actually, quarterback, I'm going to go. Cam Newton, seventy six hundred. Okay, like that. Um, I'm going to go at my flex. Uh, you know, because I the reason why I couldn't afford all these people because you know I got I got my guy Gio Bernard. <laughs> Let's go forty eight hundred. Uh, slide him into that flex. Oh, that is uh, so. That is a free square if I've ever heard. One. Yeah, free square forty eight hundred for sure. I'm putting him in. Uh, going to fall into some points. <laughs> oh man, that is gonna. Oh, he's going to be the chalk this week. Oh yeah, he is. In D- he is going to be the DFS chalk in DFS for sure. <laughs> oh man, uh, maybe I don't want to play this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So for my, uh, I'm trying to decide here who I want between my flex and my wide receiver position. Actually, a wide receiver. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy. Ooh. Yeah, T. Higgins. Oh man, going up against Cleveland. Ooh, what a matchup! Ooh, I like that. I really do like that a lot, actually. Uh, uh, that's pretty good. Um, I'm gonna go tight end. I've been basically saying his name all week. Darren Fells, 
Got to slide him in my stream of the week at 5,300 in this however under game. Jordan Ankins, again, did not practice again. So, yeah, start him up. Yeah, man. And so now I'm here stuck trying to make a decision uh, because I really, really, uh, you know, Kenny and Drake obviously had the bounce back game, had some volume. Um, but DeAndre Swift, man, mm. did not get nearly as much of the volume that we saw Kenny and Drake get. Uh, but is trending in the right direction. Obviously, we know the upside. He obviously catches passes. Uh, I don't have a true game stack here. Uh, that'd be too much pieces in this offense. Kenny and Drake. I I have I have no choice. I'm going to go with Kenny and Drake. Uh, like that six thousand against Seattle. Okay, okay. I like that for sure. Uh. I'm going to go defense first because you already got your quarterback, and I'm going to just take the Bills defense, get that chalk in, <laughs> and put that slide him in for the mega day that oh, they're yeah. about to have on defense. Yeah, I mean, I can't afford them, but uh, I am going to uh, – I'm actually going to go with the Chargers, 4,500. Uh, they're my stream of the week. Mm -hmm. I get my running back uh, defense stack with Char Chargers D and Justin Jackson. Uh, so nice little correlation play there, and uh, yeah. And uh, so Greg. Oh yeah, you already know to complete oh, the stack to complete my quarterback start of the week. Uh, Kyler Murray, eighty four hundred. Uh, let's go, put him in. Oh man, okay, absolutely. This is. I've, oh man, Giovanni Bernard. Um, <laughs> all right, so the. <laughs> So, Greg, why don't you run through your lineup real quick for us? Uh, so, I got Colin Murray at quarterback at 8,400. I have David Johnson as my RB1 at 6,300. Chris Carson as my RB2 at 7,600. Got DeAndre Hopkins in there as he will play. You know, I hope so. At 9,000 as my wide receiver one. Chase Claypool as my wide receiver two at 6,400. Scary Terry uh, at 7,100 as my third receiver. Um, Darren Fells at my tight end for 5,300. Gio Bernard, the chalk monster, it seems like this week uh, at 4,800. And the Bills defense at 5,000. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that one there. My lineup goes Cam Newton, 7,600, going up against San Fran. Alvin Kamara, 9,300. Justin Jackson, 6,100. Kenny Galladay uh, as my wide receiver, 7,600. DK Metcalf as my other wide receiver. 7,300. T. Higgins, my third wide receiver, 5,700. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, uh, 5,900. Um, tight end. And my flex, Kenny and Drake, 6,000. And then uh, my uh, defense, I'm going with the LA Chargers, 4,500. Dope. Yeah, man. So that is the. Conclusion of our get money. So, um, everyone, good luck this weekend, y'all. Because oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be, some it's high gonna be a crazy one. <laughs> it's gonna be some high. It's gonna scores. be some high scores. Uh, hope to see you on the other side on Monday, uh, and we, we obviously we'll be back to recap all of it. But again, thank you all for listening. Appreciate every single one of y'all out there in the hashtag DX Tribe. Um, so you know, continue to. Uh, so stay tuned with us, and, and we're going to get you to those chips, y'all. 
promise you that. Um, please like what we're doing. Leave us rate and review. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow uh, Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. And uh, have a good one. And we are out. Yeah.